from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, February 16th. I'm Marco Werman. Market jitters in Europe. Some say Greece's days in the Eurozone may be numbered. And economists worry that the U.S. is unprepared for that. The extent of of official negligence on this issue cannot be overstated. Also, a nightlife revival in Juarez, Mexico, despite the drug violence. Plus, meet Africa's new Cape Crusader. He's like Bruce Wayne in the sense that he's a superhero. He's got an alter ego, he's got a life all his own. And then at night, he slaps on a costume and goes and fights crime. BBC News with Cathy Clugston. The United Nations General Assembly is meeting shortly to vote on a Syria resolution similar to the one recently vetoed by Russia and China in the Security Council. Russia is unlikely to back the latest resolution, which is non-binding, and China is sending a top envoy to Damascus. Barbara Plett reports from the United Nations. The resolution condemns violence by the Syrian government. It also backs an Arab League plan for political transition, which calls on President Assad to transfer power to his deputy. It's modelled on the Security Council resolution vetoed by Russia and China, and they're expected to vote no again. There isn't any veto in the General Assembly, but neither does it have the legal authority of the Council. However, its 193 members do reflect world opinion, so a strong yes vote would give political and moral weight to the Arab plan. In the latest violence, Syrian activists said at least 40 people were killed in various parts of the country. The European Commission has welcomed the Italian government's plan to make the Catholic Church there subject to property tax. The proposal could earn the state more than a billion dollars in much-needed revenue. Here's our Rome correspondent, Alan Johnston. The new government's austerity programme has demanded sacrifices from many Italians, but at first the Catholic Church was spared. It continued to be free of tax on its huge amounts of property, not just its places of worship, but also its buildings that housed hotels, private clinics. The matter had even been taken up by the European Commission. It has been looking at whether the tax-exempt status of the church's commercial properties amounted to a breach of EU laws aimed at guaranteeing free competition. An investigation panel in Iraq has backed accusations against the Sunni vice president, Tariq al-Hashimi, that he's been behind attacks on security officials and Shia pilgrims. An arrest warrant for Mr. Hashimi was issued in December, triggering a major political crisis. Sebastian Usher reports. The panel says that Tariq al-Hashimi and his associates have been running death squads for years. It says they've been involved in at least 150 cases. Sunni leaders have questioned the independence of the panel, and Mr Hashimi has denied the charges. He's taken refuge in the northern Kurdish region. The day after his arrest warrant was issued in December, there were major bomb attacks in Baghdad, raising fears of a return to sectarian conflict. Sunni leaders boycotted parliament and the cabinet, but they've since returned turned, raising hopes the crisis might be kept under control. Moves are afoot in Germany to strip the president, Christian Wolff, of his immunity from prosecution. The public prosecutor in Lower Saxony has asked the federal parliament to do so. In a statement, the prosecutor said that there was an initial suspicion that Mr Wolff improperly accepted and granted benefits. He denies any wrongdoing. World News from the BBC. 
The Nigerian Islamist group Boko Haram has said it was responsible for an attack on a Nigerian prison earlier on Thursday. More than a hundred inmates were freed. A warden was killed when gunmen forced open the gates of the prison in a town just south of the capital, Abuja. Just one prisoner was left behind. There's been another day of violence in the Senegalese capital, Dakar, ahead of the presidential elections next week. Police fired tear gas to disperse protesters in the centre of the city. They're demonstrating against President Abdoulaye Wad's bid for a third term in office. The government had refused to authorise the gathering. Figures released today have highlighted the startling return to health of the American carmaker General Motors. The company, which the US government had to rescue from collapse in 2009, turned its highest ever profit in 20-